0: This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at P1Australia.com.
1: Thunder Media.
2: Hi, I'm Chas Mostard. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening
3: to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars.
0: On this edition of Inside Supercars, we hear from the rookies. After a season of racing, how do they sum up their first year in the series?
3: Young talent that's coming through, the teams are finally starting to notice, whereas um, before they were very iffy about signing up young guys and... What what these two have gone and done, especially Matt last weekend. It's yeah, it's pretty awesome, and it, like Cam said, it gives us a bit of a pump up because we were all uh, we we're all battling for Super Two championships and and having fun in those races the previous years. So
0: um,
3: definitely gives us something to
0: look forward. It's Fraser Randall and Payne joining us on Inside Supercars, and it starts now.
1: Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and not quite our last show for the year, but our last show with three men who, in 2024 and beyond, will no longer be rookies. Welcome to Cam Hill, Declan Fraser, and Matt Payne. Welcome to the three of you. Well, Thanks for having us. Hello. It's been terrific to follow the, the uh, trails and tribulations of being a rookie in this series. It's obviously one that has had varying degrees of success. For each of you but it's also one that you've obviously learned a hell of a lot um and i know craig usually ends with uh, what did you learn from this round but let's just talk about the year to start with what did you learn from this series i mean 12 rounds it's a pretty tough year for you did you enjoy every aspect of it um
2: oh, I, I think i i enjoyed every part of the the racing side of it yeah and um, you know working with a new team you build the relationship up with them and um working with a new engineer as well so there's a lot that you have to kind of get your head around pretty early on and i definitely felt like it was a baptism by fire early early in the year you know straight into a pretty tough street track um and you know we didn't really have a lot of experience in the cars and, and yeah just trying to find my feet so um it was definitely a a tough start to the year, but I sort of felt like as the year went on, I definitely gained a lot of confidence. Um, you know, definitely started to feel like I was getting my head around the format, the tires, um, race runs, all that, all that sort of thing. So, um, starting next year i'm definitely going to be a hell of a lot better off than i was at the start of this year
1: and of course next year there's going to be a new track in your uh and as in not a new track but going back to a track you know declan you don't know yet what you're doing in 2024 as yet but can you give us some idea of how 2023 has been
3: yeah i think um pretty similar to cam it's you come into the series and everything's new like everyone sort of had this new idea about how the cars were going to behave with Gen 3 and I think it sort of threw everyone off at the start and I think coming into the category right at the introduction of that car for all three of us is a bit of a challenge and then we've got to learn with the new teams and the new people around us so yeah it was definitely a bit of a challenge to start with I think I started to find my feet towards the end which is really good and um, looking at 2024, i just, yeah, not too sure what's going to happen yet, but pretty excited for uh, whatever it is.
1: One of the things that all three of you had to do was uh, as probably to a level you've never done before. And that is the sponsor commitments, The those times when you'd be taken up to the corporate suite to be taken around to signatures, autographing and all those sort of things. Matt, I'm sure that was uh, to a level you hadn't experienced before.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, for uh, for Super Two, I think you have like one signing session you do a weekend, um, and even that's probably not that busy. Um, so to have all the corporate suite visits, uh, the merch signings, then you have the supercar signings, and then sometimes you have some parades in there as well. It definitely makes the weekend a lot busier. Like I had quite a few of my close friends and family come to a few of the race weekends and you end up not really even getting to see them because you're just always so busy all the time, whether it's, you know, sponsor commitments or debriefs or anything like that. It's just, you're always, um, you're always doing something. So it's definitely more challenging, but it's, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all part of it. It's part of the, the job you take, I guess. So,
1: now, one of the things, Matt, of course, that you had something that the other two have not had the uh, delight in, in having, and that was a win and a front-row start. Um, it, extraordinary, uh, the success you had this year. You obviously uh, are very at home with the team and your engineer. Um, tell us a little bit about how that process has gone for you.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, for me, you know, I've been with the with the same team since late 2021. Um, since I did those two rounds at the end of that year so it's not the same people it was when I started but it's definitely uh, helpful you know that I haven't really had to sort of change who oh well obviously we had new people come in but it's it's been good because last year you know the team sort of found its feet towards the end and then this year we tried to really get the ball rolling straight away, um, and it's been really good, you know, to, to have the support of, you know, like David Couchy and, and Chippy and, and um, McVane and even, you know, my engineer working with Jack last year in Super 2 for, for his first year engineering and then carrying it on through to this year. Um, it's been really good, you know, it's been Takes the pressure off a little bit, like the you know Declan and Cam were saying. They had to learn a whole new team and new people and new processes. So that definitely makes it a lot harder and just more things to think about um, and get used to at the start of the year. So it's um, yeah, it's been really good. I think we probably it was a bit challenging there for a little bit with um, with just our cast. speed. we didn't know really what we needed to do or how to sort of make the car faster and that. So it's, um, it's been good to sort of study it a bit more and find some, some good pace towards the end of the year and, and be competitive. Cause, um, well, right, that's what, that's what every racing driver wants to be is as fast. So, yeah.
1: Now, Cameron, you of course, have got an advantage over the other two in that you have a championship winning engineer in Paul Forgey. Um, a man who with stone brothers had had great success and of course bring something that, uh, you know, a calmness I would think to you on the radio because he's been there and done it. Did you find that?
2: I thought it was super valuable to have this year. Um, I had a very young team in terms of the mechanics and the guys working on the car and the shop and at the events. So, um, Forgy wasn't just great for me and and you know getting me up to speed in in supercars, but also really helped guide, um, you know the new guys in the team, you know how the how to do things, the processes involved, what what you know what we put value on. So, um, he definitely, um, you know really lifted lifted our our side of the garage up quite a lot, and obviously the overall effort. Um, you know his experience is is quite invaluable. So um definitely built a good relationship with him um over the course of the year and you know we could almost finish each other's sentences by the end of it so it'll be good rolling into next year i sort of feel like we've got a great foundation now
1: Declan, um you started the year with chris stucky at what time did he change over sort of thing what 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 occurred there
3: uh yeah it was um it's pretty good working with chris he was um he's come from a lot of pretty good background with a few race wins under his belt and and whatnot so Um, I think it was more when the two-cast thing happened for Tickford, that's where the decision was made that if uh, Stucky was going to stick around next year or um, whoever the engineer was going to be for Thomas, it was more of a trial. So I think they trialled it um, with Raymond leaving and going over to BRT as well. They needed to just see how those two would – basically gel together so for me i got to go with brad with and he was awesome like he has a, a wealth of knowledge and the last i feel like the last three rounds we really started to come into our own and um it's a bit hard when you get sort of thrown in the deep end and then you got to change change in near halfway through and figure out how they operate as well so it was a bit of a i guess challenging experience but we got through it and uh we started to gel really nice at the end and found a little bit of pace in adelaide which was nice
1: okay um now, Matt, you are with Jack Bell, of course, an engineer, a, a, a countryman like yourself, and uh, obviously the Groves have got a lot of in him. They took him to, uh, was it to uh, Spa with them? Was that correct?
4: Yeah he, yeah, he went to Spa, and he's been doing a few of their other GT races as well overseas. I think he was in Malaysia last weekend doing the Asian Le Mans uh, with Alabama Motorsport. He's done a few meetings for.
1: Just give us some idea. I mean, you'd been with him for a while in Super 2. Um, you obviously gel well together. I mean, it, as you well know, it's as much a win for a race engineer as it is for the driver, although he's not steering the car. He's in in the car with you in every way but sitting there. Tell us about how that was, that moment when you did win.
4: Yeah, I think for, for me and Jack, you know, especially the last sort of six rounds, I think we knew that, we had really good speed. Like after after the bend, we kind of thought, okay, this is really something to build on. And then, um, yeah, he was really keen to try and get a podium in that. And he knew he knew if we could, if he'd he'd give me a good quality car, you know, we could put it sort of in the front two rows and then set sit ourselves up for a, for a decent uh, finish in the race. But it sort of took us a while to convert, you know, being sort of fast in those last. Well, having having a real shot at a podium in those last three three rounds, it um it sort of took us a while, and we were sort of just building on on our race strategy. Like we we felt like our qualifying was was there or thereabouts, and then we yeah weren't really able to convert in the race as well as we wanted. So we worked pretty hard on that uh, going into Adelaide just to make sure that you know our t- our tire degradation was good, you know the communication was right, and I think obviously being with him for a couple of years you know I've I've known him for a while and and he he definitely knows what I need to to go fast and I sort of know what feedback he needs to to tune the car in the right way so it um yeah it worked out really well and and he was he was stoked he was um yeah he was over the moon as was the whole team you know like it was just really cool to see Everyone's so happy and, and see all the hard work and dedication they put in, get rewarded, uh, not, only, not only from from the win in Adelaide, but also the first one from what Dave got in Gold Coast. Everyone was pretty elated after that. So I think that also helped carry some momentum going into Adelaide and, and everyone was working pretty hard to because uh, they knew that we had good speed in both cars. So there was always a, a good possibility there was going to be a good result there for uh, for one of the cars, if not both, on Sunday, like the, the double podium.
0: So, Matt, the one thing that Jack Bell learnt about being a race-winning engineer was you get out a fair bit of pack-up when all us journos want to talk to him about what he did. What's the one thing you learnt about winning a supercar race?
4: Um... <laughs> I'm not surprised he said that. I, I saw him. Uh, I saw him talking to a few people. He was pretty stoked. He was getting interviewed. So uh, one thing I learned about. Um, oh man, it's probably just. Uh, oh, it's probably just like really keeping your focus because you know when you're out in front, it's obviously you don't have a target in front of you, sort of set. So you, you're not always you're not always trying to chase someone down so it's um it is it is a little bit easier to try and get in a rhythm and get the flow going when you're out in front and you're sort of driving by yourself adelaide's actually a really good track it's got really good flow so it um there's a couple of points there where i probably just sort of slipped up a little bit and, and lost my concentration because you you can't really see anyone around you, so you're sort of like, well, where is everyone? And then you're sort of like, wow, this feels like a practice session, what's going on? And then that's where the, the good communication comes in because you just need, you know, Jack to be nice and calm on the radio and just let you know, update you on the gaps and the times, etc. So So, it, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole combination of things, but it's um, – yeah, the execution of the performance is, is probably something I learnt as well. Just trying to put everything together is is very very hard. It's probably one of the hardest things um, to do this year. So it's uh, yeah, it's been been a bit of a journey, but it's good to to finally sort of get that one ticked off.
0: Now for the other of the rookie cohort, Cam then Declan, what was the union? What was the uh, shared feeling? Was it? happiness for Matt or were you like that should have been me I should have won my first race this year
2: oh, I was stoked for him um you know I sometimes I feel like when you when you win a race it's a bit easier than when you're battling for like 15th so you know I got out of the car and I'm feeling a bit bit tired I'm like oh, you know I got through another one and I look at the bloody television and he's on the damn podium getting a trophy I thought oh my god he's won it <laughs> so I was I was really stoked because obviously, you know, when you're sort of down there, you're sort of racing the guys around you. You're not really across what's going on at the front. So I wasn't aware of it at all until obviously after the race. And when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, gives gives probably guys like us uh, a bit of a pump up too because we go, well, you know, it wasn't that long ago. We were going door to door in Super 2 and, and Carrera Cup. so yeah hopefully I'll be up there with you Matt
3: next year and we'll be fighting for podiums exactly yeah
0: Declan your thoughts
3: yeah no I'm exactly the same it's um it's pretty cool to see like obviously Brock done it last year as well and then Matt this year so I think the biggest thing to take out of it is the young talent that's coming through the teams are finally starting to notice whereas um, before they were very iffy about signing up young guys and um, what what these two have gone and done, especially Matt last weekend, it's um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it like Cam said, it gives us a bit of a pump up because we were all uh, we we're all battling for Super Two championships and and having fun in those races the previous years. So um, definitely gives us something to look forward to. And like like exactly the same as Cam, I want to be up there battling for that podium as well. And uh, hopefully it's all three of us up there in the near future battling it out.
0: So for Matt and Cam. If you were in a team with Declan and the uh, media manager or the team says, we're going to do a parody video about the awards night, what movie are are you hoping they pick? And B, what do you really not want done to your body for the (laughs) sake of the joke?
3: What do you mean, mate? That blonde hair looks
2: awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. The good thing is, mate, I'm losing my hair, so there's no risk of uh, having to dye it because uh, it'll all be gone soon. But um, I don't know. For movies, uh, that's a hard one. Probably Top Gun because you always look pretty badass when you're about to jump in a fighter jet. Um, so maybe we can do that uh, sometime soon.
0: What about yourself, Matt? Uh, oh, man, probably
4: something like Tom Cruise or something, you know, like hanging off the side of a plane. Um
2: mission impossible kind of probably, thing
4: yeah, or probably not with no tattoos on my body rather than not that. Um, <laughs> but I think that looks pretty cool. I don't know. That probably would have broken the clause in my contract saying I don't think I'm allowed to hang off the side of a plane, but that's
2: all right. You've got that specific thing written in the contract, <laughs> yeah. eh?
4: Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Definitely.
2: Who would you who who would your stunt double be, Matt?
4: Oh, I don't know Apparently no this, There's an AFL player That I've seen it Mason yeah. Cox Mason Cox
3: Apparently Yeah I feel like he'd have The same clause In his contract Yeah
0: <laughs> Who do you reckon Gets paid more Mason Cox Or Matt Payne
2: I think Matt Payne uh, After the win. I'm not sure about that <laughs> winning bonus You just You just signed You just signed again Did you just like Walk into? the groves office and say well i've won a race now so you're gonna to have to pay me more
4: <laughs> no i don't know i don't know if it worked like that i think we were speaking before that but there's an added bonus
0: i just see the video now he walks in drops the adelaide trophy the adelaide 500 trophy on the desk and puts a blank check in front of groves i,
2: I heard it's i heard it's a million a year for 10 years <laughs> that's what Davy Reynolds are. Uh, yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. I didn't, well they've they freed up some budget now so they can afford
4: it. I didn't quite go for the, the ten
0: year deal at Reynolds. Oh, okay. No. He didn't get too far into that one either.
4: Uh that's what I was thinking. He didn't that one didn't go so well. So I was thinking maybe not.
2: Yeah, you you can learn from his experience. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's get our feet back on the ground for a few minutes more. Uh I'd like to hear from each of you about If you could change one thing in the series, whether it's race length, it's making sure you get another track back on the series, just what it is. I mean, Matt, for instance, I'm sure you'll be very excited to be heading to Tarpo next year. But for the other two as well, what is it that you'd like to see part of the series in 2024? Cam, we'll start with you.
2: I think more events. Um, You know, it'd be cool to, uh, say, have – 14 or 15 races, um, you know, sometimes doing the 12 events, it kind of feels quite spread out. And and one thing our, our sport, you know, probably battles with is, um, you know, we're, we're fighting for the, the eyeballs of, um, you know, the, the sport lovers and, you know, people are probably looking at AFL and rugby league and cricket because there's, just seems to always be a game on every week, every night. Um, Whereas, yeah, us, we we race once a month. And and so um, obviously, yeah, we can't maybe do a race every day, every night. But um, I think if we got to more events, you know, there's still a few tracks in Australia that um, we're not racing at. So um, I think that would be cool if we could get to more races.
1: Declan, are we wanting just more races or are you wanting to change some race lengths? Um you know what? What is it that you think needs to be added to the series?
3: I know you're probably hoping for three different answers, but I think every single driver in the, in the paddock has the same opinion that just more races is what we need. And like Cam said, it's um our, our whole entire industry is really driven by what the fans basically how how much exposure we get to fans and the money that gets invested back into our sport for us to actually go racing. So um, we can't get in front of the people without actually having those events and. Like Cam said, there's a few tracks in Australia that are just sitting dormant that we'd uh, like to get back to and then hopefully go overseas to get some more interest over there as well. It's um, You look at sort of what NASCAR do and how much they race uh, during the year. And for us, in our, I guess in our climate and, and what we have here in Australia, it's probably not feasible to race that amount of times a year. But at the same time, doing more than 12 is only going to help the cause of what I guess Supercars is trying to do and get back to the glory days of having so many fans um, and diehard fans, you know, like the people that had the real rivalries with the Ford and Holden back in the day. We sort of need all that type of stuff back to get our sport back to being great.
1: Okay, Matt, uh, are you going to uh, concur with with Cam and Declan or are you got your own thoughts on uh, something you'd like to change?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I'd probably start off to say that I think um, – not racing in New Zealand this year was, was pretty disappointing. Obviously, losing Pukekohe as a round um, on the calendar was pretty sad, especially that being my hometown. So would have it uh, would have been pretty special to race there in front of everyone. And uh, I don't know, hopefully we could have done well. But even so, next year, I think it's cool that we're going to Taupo. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool event. Just with the location and the town, I think it's um, everyone's going to really enjoy it. It's a little bit of a <clears throat> sort of a touristy town, so it's going to have that sort of vibe to it. Um, and I think also, you know, more races the better, really. we, um, You know, the, the calendar used to be, I don't know, man, like would have been, you know, 17, 18 races, 19 races. And now we do 12, so it does definitely feel spread out. I think um, going and doing some overseas events with the F1 calendar or something like that would be pretty cool. Um, but I also think the I, I would really like, oh, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it will. But the the live lane I think would be really cool as well. Um, just a little bit more of an up to date sort of style, and I think it it really like sort of organizes everyone into sort of what pace they're running throughout the year and sort of where their cars are at, and I think it. Um sort it gives everyone a, a good shot of um of having a sort of good result as it does help a lot when you when you put it up more of the the pointy end of the pit lane so um yeah, probably just a few points there, but um yeah,
0: yeah, Matt, do you want to see the grid size increase understanding that the overseas travel is the reason it's shrinking now?
4: Um, oh, personally, I think we I think the grid size is pretty good. You know, I think there's there's probably, you know, 10, 12 guys that could, that could win the race outright. I think um, it's probably a lot more than what it was for four years ago. Um, and I think, you know, there's certainly a lot of good drivers on the grid now. I don't think making it any bigger would pro- make the racing any better. I think it probably might cause more safety cars. Um, but... Yeah, obviously, understand the 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 need for shrinking the grid for you know whatever plans they have to, to race overseas. So it's um yeah, I think the size it is now. Plus, when you have a bad qualifying, you don't want too many cars to pass to get through to a good result. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not even one more. <laughs> no.
4: Well, I was going to
0: save you to last, Declan. But what about you on grid size?
3: Ah, oh, yeah, I mean. I feel like the grid size we have currently before they took two oh, I guess one away to make sure we had the travel was a pretty good number but the more cars on the grid obviously it's a better spectacle for the fans but at the same time like Matt said it makes it a damn hard day when you have a bad qualifying so um yeah I mean personally I'd like to see more cars on the grid more the merrier uh, a bit more fun a bit more race tactics and stuff like that but at the same time, like Matt said, there's a lot of guys in the field at the moment that are right on the pace and um, you bring in a few other people and they may be less experienced and the more safety cars happen and it just becomes a bit harder to get the race distance in.
0: All right, finally, you, Cam? Um,
2: it's sort of double-edged, like I see both sides of the argument. Um, you know, in the past, you know, when I was on the outside looking in, I, I always thought, um, you know, they should be more cars, um, almost like you know what it used to be um, many years ago, and kind of I guess what NASCAR has, although it may have changed. That, so um, don't hold me to it. But if you've got a race car, be it a, a supercar, and you can qualify it for the field, then you should be able to race, right? And that's where we used to see massive grids at Bathurst, and um, I don't know things have changed. And but then you also have the other side of it where yeah, it maybe it diminishes the quality. Um, you run into other issues like logistical issues and all sorts of things. So, um, what probably we need to really do is is just continue to grow the sport so that um you know the teams are a bit healthier. you know I, I think a lot of the teams probably run things pretty close to the edge, and you know it only takes a couple of accidents, and all of a sudden they're going backwards. So if we can get the the sport thriving and the team's a bit healthier, then, there's more sponsorship money, um, you know, and then we can actually, you know, really you'll see all the the top drivers or you know always make it to the into the into the main game because you know the sponsorship's money there is, is there to back them. Whereas um when you know the teams are obviously hurting a little bit they then have to sort of rely on drivers bringing money and you know it's it's just kind of crazy that at um, the top level of Australian motorsport that, um, you know, the driver essentially also needs to be a, a commercial manager, you know, and, and and have all this, they're not just an athlete. So um, I think if we can continue to grow the sport, um, it'll, everyone will benefit.
1: Thank you gentlemen for joining us this year, sharing your feelings and thoughts throughout the 12 rounds of the 2023 championship. Cam Hill of Matt Stone Racing, Declan Fraser from Tickford Racing, and of course, Matt Payne, the uh, newest winner in the uh, supercar pack from Grove Racing. It's been terrific, Grove Motorsport, I should say, I think it is. Um, it's been terrific to listen to your feelings about the week weekends each year, each round this year, and uh, I certainly look forward to you each continuing on and uh, making your mark in the sport because you all have done it with great, great grace style and uh, commitment and i look forward to seeing that on the track in 2024
2: awesome thanks so much i gotta pick up my dog now see you
1: guys thanks declan thanks cam thank you inside supercars is produced by thunder media tune in next time for
3: more or lock in the podcast on your itunes or mobile device search inside supercars